And welcome to O, oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O Rock. Uh, I'm Michael Gray. I'm uh, the pizza delivery boy of O Rock. Oh, and you're you're ten minutes late, so that means I get it free. Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if that was ever a thing. It was. <laughs> Really? When I worked at the pizza thing, we had varying degrees of um, discounts. So I think there's 10%, 15%, 20%, and 50%, and then free. And basically, we were supposed to barter with the person to try to get them to take the smallest discount. Hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Would you like a 10% discount? Sure. (laughs) Cool. Uh, I, um, I tried to get pizza yesterday. Sunday, and the pizza place was closed. Mm. It just was not open. Just all day th- long, or...? Just, yeah, all day. No pizza. I feel like the weekend is is when you get pizza. Am I wrong? That's like prime pizza time. Yeah, generally Friday night and uh, Saturday night are the busiest yeah. ones. Um, Sunday was when our manager never worked, so I guess it was <laughs> the slowest day. Oh, all right. Maybe I'm mistaken, then. I hmm. could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe... Wednesday was always the weird day. You could never predict whether you'd get a lot of people on Wednesday or nobody on Wednesday. But all the other days of the week were pretty consistent. Hmm. Well, we were we were doing a board game night at our house to play Betrayal Legacy, and and we had to go to the the second tier pizza place. Very disappointing. Oh, so second tier Legacy? Oh wait, I I already no. got the name wrong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> betrayal at House on the I, Is this the full name actually? I'm not sure. It might just be Betrayal Legacy, but it's the follow-up to Betrayal at House on the Hill, uh which if anyone out there also listens to the Game Cola podcast, you know uh Joseph Martin was dumping on a few months ago and I haven't forgiven him for it yet. Is it a board game? It is a board game. Hmm. I didn't know they made sequels to board games. I mean, besides obviously, you know, Monopoly and Monopoly Jr., but those... <laughs> Betrayal actually has multiple follow-ups. There's Betrayal Legacy, then there's Widow's Peak Expansion Pack for the original game, then there's Betrayal at Baldur's, uh, Baldur's Gate, I believe. It's the D&D version of Betrayal. Uh, I don't know how much we want to get into, into this, but I could talk about Betrayal all day if you let me. <laughs> oh, well, this is the podcast about playing games and making games, but True. you said you had some actual topics. Oh, yeah, all right. Anyway, everyone should check out Betrayal. It's awesome, and Joe is wrong. Um, yeah, I've uh, been working a lot on inter- Internet Court uh, once again. Uh, we just finished the first round of testing, which we talked about last month, the month before. Uh, and I finished implementing most of the, the suggestions that people gave. Uh, and I started a second round of testing. It's all very exciting. Yeah, that was... Um... I'm going to say a majority of the work I did this month was yeah. uh, I took an hour and played through case number one and um, took notes and sent them to you. I think I only had like three sentences, so I didn't actually take notes. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. We got we got feedback from you and 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 two other testers so far. I have a few more people I'm waiting on, but they got they got plenty of time. Uh, you you did bring up an excellent point that. Um, Right now we have the save and load and everything else buttons available 
when you're making a decision, but they should also be on the evidence screens. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, there were a couple times where, um, you know, a piece of evidence, when we see it for the first time, it shows up on screen and the player has to, like, click out of it to uh, get back to the normal game. Yeah. And that's why I just thought it's like, well, this is a natural pausing point, I guess, for for people, because there aren't a whole lot of points where a person can stop and save their game. Yeah. So we might as well just have the save button there for those how many decisions do we have to make in in, in the first? Are Not there like that five to ten? Yeah, really? I, th- I think somewhere between those, maybe around like six to seven, I would say. So mm. yeah, currently those are the only points at which you can save the game because of the aforementioned, discussed at length, pause button fiasco. It's uh, just very sad. Yeah, I hate it. I I I hate it. I hate it. I I I I finally started groveling to. Uh, our friend Jetty uh, from Game Cola, uh, and I and I specifically mentioned Python since that's what RenPy is based on is Python, and I thought he might be more familiar with that. And he said, "Most of what I know about Python is that you're either 100% a Python lover who loves Pythonic coding paradigms and would never consider using a lesser language, or you're a normal human being." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think Python, like, as, as as unknown as RenPy is as a piece of software, I think Python, the thing that it's built on, is also, like, not exactly in vogue with, with the cool kid coders out there. <laughs> I guess. What other language? Are they all using Unity these They're days? They're all using Unity. Every single one. And I can't. I'm, I'm already too old to pick up a new thing. I don't want to. <laughs> I know how to use this, sort of. I don't want to. Ugh. I think I think Unity probably requires a little more coding than I am up to in, in my uh-huh. experience level. Um, no, but one of the testers had had kind of an interesting thematic solution to our pausing and not being able to save issues. I want to I want to throw this at you. I don't know if this is something I can actually implement, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Sounds interesting already. Thematic. Yes, it it is. So he suggested adding a request recess button to the game. And when you press the request recess button, you know, it kind of lights up. Like, I was kind of picturing it like when you're riding on the bus and you push the button to let the bus, the the driver know you want to get off the next stop. It's like that. It, It tells the game after you press it to stop whatever it's doing at... The video when the video at ends at the next bl- at the next break. Yes, at the uh, like at the, the next clip, like after the current video ends, it stops and Super Lawyer sixty four comes on screen and says, "Your Honor, can we have a recess? I need a potty break." And then the judge <laughs> says, "Yes, very well. Internet court will go into recess until the prosecution returns." And then it just kind of plays like <laughs> like an intermission like screen and like little elevator music and then that just does that and it gives you the chance to save and load and do anything else until you push the button to resume the trial. I thought that was that kind sounds, of interesting. Yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds like yeah. it could be perfect. And I I was just thinking about it right before we started recording. So again, I don't want to get your hopes up yet that it's something I can do, but I had the thought like I can just when you click the button it it turns a variable on, right? And then at the end of each video clip, it can check whether that variable is on and then run this bit of code about the the recess. I'll just have mm-hmm. to figure out a way to tell it how to go back to the video it left off on um, once the once the recess is over. 
Maybe I can do a quick save or something. I don't know. I think it might be possible. And I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on it? I'm trying to figure out how I would program that. <laughs> I, like I said, unless there's an extra variable for um, every single clip. I think I mentioned that with like the pause yeah. button. Yeah. Um, what you'd have to do is, I guess, kind of repeat the thing at the end. Uh, or repeat the basic... Um, you know, a little blurb for programming the screen at the end of every yeah. line. Yeah. So what you do is you'd have the button, and yeah. if the person, if the player clicks it, um, you know, recess thing equals one, or recess thing equals true, yeah. true, true. And so at the end of every clip, it'd say, if recess is true, then da 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 da. If not, then just continue. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't even need to put an if not. It you would just have if it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, of course. The yeah. program's smart enough to to realize it's. I just keep going with the next line if this isn't true. So I, I think it has potential. Would would players like it, or would it be really transparent that this is just a dumb workaround? Because I mean, that's clear. That's what it is. It's a workaround for the fact that we can't do a real pause button. Well, would, would... I mean, how do they do it in chat boxes or chat groups or video chats? <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I, I... You mean like putting an away message up on Instant Messenger? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. Um, it would have to. We'd have to do different videos depending on what case it is, I suppose, because the main character is different depending on what case you're on. Um, or like you said, it could be an away message, so it would just be a little screen that pops up rather than oh, that's true. Yeah, a video of a character showing up. That's true. Maybe it doesn't even need to have a video. I see what you're saying. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I know you you you, you like the games. Uh, Emily is away and Emily is away too. Yes. So I mean, I never, <laughs> but that's about my uh, you know bo- biggest experience when it comes to, like video chats or, or group chats. Yeah. Even before then, I did that in like the early '90s, and then I, I I quickly got bored of group chats and didn't do it and do them again. So oh, I was a I was a big AOL Instant Messenger guy. Oh my oh, gosh, I hated memories. it so much. It like what? slowed down our computer what? for whatever reason. I don't know oh. why. It was always running in the background of the computer and slowed everything down to death. So oh. I would I would like to um you know delete the program and then i'd get yelled at by my family members who liked it (laughs) they'd reinstall it so (laughs) oh well yeah man that was like that was like what i did after school during high school is you know i'd get home and just kind of pop on instant messenger and talk to all the people that i just saw two seconds ago (laughs) (laughs) oh good times uh but anyway uh so with emily is away most of the time like there isn't really a pause button you can you can just kind of like leave the game running basically and it doesn't really progress at all mm. um so they don't they don't have a function like that like the way the game works is the character talks and then you get the choice to respond and if you just sit on the respond screen nothing happens um oh yeah that's just like our game i think yeah except with internet court we have all these videos that run uh, right in a row that you can't save during, whereas this game... Actually, this game you can't save anywhere. It has save points. Hmm. Well, is there a... Actually, I- I'm thinking, like, usually there's um. I know the way Skype does it is they have uh, no status. You can update your status to say, okay, I'm online. Um, I'm online. Don't bother me. What are those? Active, do not disturb, <laughs> and invisible. <laughs> What do they do on uh, on Discord? What are the 
Because oh, I've man. seen other chat features where it's like, okay, I'm active, I'm active, but nobody can contact me right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of the office completely. Um, you know, or I'm active, I'm talking with somebody else now, so please don't interrupt. I think those are various stats. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking of what, what it would be like. Um, or maybe that's what it would look like where, you know, you have to take a potty break. Actually, taking a potty break would probably be funnier <laughs> or, than just um, change your status to, I'm, I've am i had enough, I'm leaving. We could have, like, a series of, like, randomized away messages <laughs> that it plays. Like, it could say, I'm on taking a potty break, I'm away from my computer, I'm eating lunch, <laughs> taking the dog out. Or, uh, or, yeah, just a, yeah. That would actually be funny. We come up with some funny ones, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving this game five stars on Steam right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm following O'Rock on Twitter. Okay, I was but say, no, I'm I hiding. Think... I'm hiding under the covers in my bed, trying to figure out a way to change this trial. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I'll um, I'll play around with this. <laughs> I think I think there's some potential. Yeah. Well... If you need any help, I'll help you figure out how it works. Like I said, I did it with the uh, the Encyclopedia Brown, I mean the Almanac Andy game, whatever we're calling it. Uh-huh. Where, uh, I mean, that did the alternate version of, uh, you know, before you go to the Almanac, it just saves a variable of where you are in the game right now. And then when you're done with the Almanac, it sends you right back to where you were. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Getting lost in thought trying to think of the different ways to implement this. Anyway, that was that was one of the more exciting uh, feedbacks we've gotten so far. Um, other than that, like people are I, I added the full soundtrack to the game and people seem pretty happy about that. So that's that's good. Um, oh, um, so far, nobody has figured out what line was dubbed over in the game. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> kind of surprised. How did you? How did you feel about it when you got to that video clip? I mean, like you said, it's one of those things you can kind of notice if you're listening. Yeah. For. Um, it it seemed fine to me. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. I, I I I tried my best. That was that was sort of the best I could do. The, the the audio quality did not quite match up, so I spent a lot of time kind of messing with it in Audacity. So, uh, so far so good with that. Um, the other thing was, uh, someone suggested that there's a part in the game where two different characters can get three strikes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And right now we just have it set up so that if that happens, you just get the bad ending for Diana's character. Um, because that's the only spot where you can get the bad ending for Diana's character. So I just wanted to prioritize that just so people could see it. Yeah. Um, but someone suggested that we could have a, another a special ending that's for if both characters get three strikes. Uh, that would require going back uh, and recording, <laughs> recording some new footage. Yeah, yeah. Which might be tough, um, specifically with Diana, because she doesn't live in that apartment anymore. We would have to do, um, <laughs> like with the, you know, my my ending, where the, the mm. bad ending takes place with that character in a, in a completely different location. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What was the original one? Like, just... An empty playground swinging on a swing, <laughs> sad and lonely. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Or that's... standing in the snow, but we couldn't, oh. I couldn't get it to record where you could see the snow. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting thought. So we could, yeah, just re-record it in different locations. I could even 
maybe repurpose the video of you lying on the bed with the stuffed animals because we didn't use that for anything yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, was there anything else? Like I said, I'm still waiting for a few people to get back to me, so... Oh, I like the idea of you repurposing video so I don't have to do anything. That's great. <laughs> just, just let me know if you need me to record a voiceover for that, and that's, that's, that's way easier. Okay. Uh, oh, I did finish uh, the blooper reel, too. Um, that wasn't in the version that I sent out for testing, but there is now a blooper reel for case number one. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, ha- I mean, we have enough outtakes. I'm going to do a separate blooper reel for each case. I got enough footage, I might as well. That's cool. It's pretty good. <laughs> Not gonna like lie. Like five minutes of me eating food. Choking <laughs> <laughs> on it, yeah. There's definitely some, I don't want to spoil it too much for everybody, but there's definitely some footage of you burping. <laughs> Terrible. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that actually brings me to something I wanted to talk about, um that you had mentioned in your email uh, giving me feedback for the latest version of the game. Uh, how do you feel about watching yourself act in this in this game? Um, honestly, it's the same way I feel about myself acting um, anytime, because I've done vlogs, and obviously I've got my uh, YouTube personality. Um, so I generally don't watch my yeah. YouTube videos. I don't, I don't particularly care for seeing myself acting, uh, if that makes any sense. So that's just sort of my thought. I, I feel kind of embarrassed, but, um, you know, my mom's in there, and that's uh, a bit more embarrassing than watching me. No, the moms have been getting rave reviews. Everyone loves the moms. Oh, I think it's because I, I, I know my mom, so obviously I, I liked your mom's acting job much better. No, I thought they were both great. <laughs> No, I think it was a, a funny choice to go with that as opposed to um, what the original script called for, like two teenage girls, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I think it's way, way funnier to see two older women bickering about <laughs> bickering about Facebook friending. Honestly, um, I feel embarrassed that my um, camera was so awful <laughs> in quality compared to everybody else's. You guys all had HD, and I clearly had one that is not HD. Um, I could have gotten someone else to record it on, you know, like my phone or um, I guess my iPad. I think those record in HD, but that would have been kind of embarrassing <laughs> to uh, just act out for 20 minutes. Plus, that would have been, yeah. no, it was more like 40 minutes. Plus, it would have been tough on my wife to, like, hold this camera in yeah, place yeah. for 20 minutes. Don't move ever, because buying a tripod <laughs> is obviously... Yeah. Um too much work for us. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you what I did. I mean, I did use my phone for for my recording and I just pr- I just used my laptop as a stand. Like I had the script on my laptop and then the phone sitting like kind of nestled in the laptop. Um that setup that setup worked pretty well for me. But I kind of I actually really like that all of the all of the actors their their cameras are different qualities. Their microphones are different qualities. Like I think it adds an element of realism to it, right? Like mm-hmm. we sh- we shouldn't have like professional level equipment. These are just random people skyping into a into a chat room. Like it it, it wouldn't make sense if we were all using like you know super HD cameras. It, it makes sense that people would have their own individual setups. So I yeah. think I think it's really cool. I know. I just noticed when. Um... You know, like the game over sequences with Super Lawyer 64, those are all uh, HD, and uh, the opening mm. part 
I think is HD. You can kind of notice uh, when he's sitting, you know, talking directly to the camera, and then when it switches to the stuff I recorded myself, where where I'm eating, <laughs> the the quality takes a definite drop. But <laughs> what you gonna do? I don't know. I think it works. We can, if we do another game like this in the future, we can we can try to think of other solutions. But well, that's just me complaining. It's like I want to look HD. Yeah, I think it's fine. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll complain about my audio. I thought I was using a really nice headset, but the audio came out terrible for like most of my dialogue. I had to do so much editing to get it. That that I don't know if I've even talked about that. I've had to not just video editing. I've had to edit everyone's audio levels individually too, like exporting the audio for all of the clips into Audacity to make everything sound uh, reasonable and remove background noise. Uh, And mine was by far the worst of everybody's. Um, Part of that was because the air I was recording over the summer and the air conditioner kept going on and off. I was kind (laughs) of surprised, yeah, because my computer, uh, (laughs) like I said, I used the the laptop, which is not so fantastic. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I could have sworn you probably had to cut out the sound of the computer running. Yeah. No, yours yours had some background noise too. Um, Diana's did. I mean, everyone's had a little bit, but mine was like the dirt worst. And like, and I sound like muffled at sometimes, robotic sometimes. So it's just, I, I the headset I had just like was not doing the job that I thought it would do. <laughs> and I, I I had thought about like trying to set up my my fancy podcasting microphone that I'm using now, but I, I don't think there's a way I could plug it into my phone, mm-hmm. right? Which would mean I would have to record the audio separately and then merge the files and i wasn't i wasn't sure how well that would work um yeah something to think about for me for the future though that headset has to go it did match my robes though which is nice yeah if we do a sequel on you know 2027 yeah (laughs) exactly my gosh i'm not even done case one yet (laughs) oh I, th- I remember uh, we were talking much earlier this year, and I was joking like, yeah, an internet court will probably come out next year. I really hope it comes out next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope. I my, my hope is that once I get through this, these few rounds of testings and I'm like totally set on the interface and all that stuff, like hopefully it'll, it'll move much more smoothly from there. <sighs> we'll see. So what else do you have uh, on on your list? Yeah, um, that was my main stuff for for Internet Court. Really, was just talking about some more of the the testing stuff, which I don't know if anyone finds this interesting, but yeah. <laughs> it helps me and Michael to talk about it at least. Um, yeah. So um, on my end, um, yes. gosh, I don't know what I, if I talked about it last month or if this happens in between the podcast. So did I? I think I sent you the thing with the the, the puzzles for for the Britney storyline, right? For the mom's game. Yes, yes. Did I talk about that at all last month? Was that last month? I don't think so. I don't think you talked about it. Okay, well, that was a a nightmare and took forever, and I sent it to my puzzle (laughs) people, and I heard back from one of them saying, good job, I think is... I'll I'll uh, I'll take a look now and see how many people in my uh, the the puzzle crew. Let's see, <laughs> four of the how many? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, so three of the three of the people in my 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 uh <laughs> my testing group haven't even seen it. Okay, so 
I guess I'll just go through this. Like, uh, uh, yeah, sure. So, did you see the? Did you, do you have time to actually check out the puzzles or play through any of them? Um, that sounds like a no. <laughs> I have not. I'm sorry. It's okay. You, you, <laughs> six people of my seven. I, I, I've spent the last month and a half trying to get a pause button to work. I know. Uh, okay, so let's see. <laughs> Puzzle number one was the the one which was basically this is there's an electronic lock and you you want to set it to a, a specific number in this case it's two six four two and you know there's a button mm-hmm. underneath each column so you press the button it goes up uh, you know the number goes up and you need to set it to the correct amount which is two six four two so I couldn't figure out how to do it um, what I think would be the normal way which is um, you know you just it's like if the player clicks here. Then the image, uh, you know, I hide like the image that's number two, and then I replace it with image number three. Right. I think. I think. I, I think you did talk about this last month or the month before. Yes. About the the, the your woes with this puzzle. So I have here yeah. in my programming. It's like, why do I do it this way? Because the game crashed whenever I tried using show and hide <laughs> features. I like how I'm just including snarky comments inside my my notes to myself. It also crashed when I tried using normal variable, proce- variable procedures, like Brittany Puzzle 1, Column 1, equals 0. <laughs> I, I do that, too. There's one of, our, one of our games, I don't remember which one, but there's definitely a comment that says, this is the worst thing that I have ever done. I was so furious about the stupid workaround that I'd come up with. Yeah, so my workaround is... Um, you can click on the entire thing. That's that's the workaround. You you can either click on the button or you can click on the number that the button changes. Oh sure. As opposed <laughs> to you're only supposed to click on the buttons. I don't think people are going to really notice it. It's kind of obvious you're supposed to click on the button here, but that's just stupid that yeah. you have to. Um, next one. Oh, figuring out the timer. So the timer thing was interesting. That just took forever to figure out. I really wish that um. The examples on the RenP um, page helped in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, the, they, they they refer to a bunch of, I guess, variable names or just things that aren't defined. So it's like, oh, takes child action equals pause. It's like I have no idea what that means. That would be an example of something that it explains, and I'm sure that somebody who knows programming just looks at it and goes, "Oh, I see what the child." I was like, what do children mm-hmm. have to do with anything? I I didn't get it. But also, I think we, you have to write things... Uh, it looks like you just write things in a completely different way. Do you think there's a difference between putting things in single quotes and things in uh, double quotes? Um... So, here it's like... I think... Yeah, no, I know. Don't, I don't think there is. I think, I think you can use either one. Hmm. But I'm not sure. Yeah, so here with the timer, it's like, yeah. well, if the time is greater than zero, yeah, and then it says comma true equals set variable time, time minus point 0.1. I think that means if time is greater than zero, if that's true, then we subtract, you know, one second from the timer. And if it's false, that would mean the timer is actually zero, and then the game says jump to this scene. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, normally what I do... How do we normally do jump? I just write jump, jump and then the and scene. Then the label, yeah. The scene name. So for whatever reason, I had to do jump and then put the scene name in in parentheses and in quotation marks. 
Okay, so it's different if you're coding a screen versus just coding regular RenPy like dialogue. Um, oh, that makes sense. I screen, wish they'd explain this. The screen at some language point. is different. Yeah. Okay, so that's why everything failed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's kind of annoying. I, I run into problems with that all the time because there's certain codes and functions that I want to be able to run on a screen, but there's no like defined screen action for it. Like I was yeah. Running, that was I was running into that just earlier today when I was banging my head against the pause button for the millionth time. There was some function that I was trying to run, but there was no screen action, so I couldn't do it. Or there probably is a way to do it, and I just don't know how. Yeah, I'm looking here that, um, you know, you're right, on a screen, you'd have to say action, set variable, yeah, variable yeah. name, and then comma true, as opposed to, you know, what you normally do is, you know, variable equals true. Guess yeah. what? It's true now. I don't yeah. have to say I'm setting it and then separate them. I just put a little equals button. And that works. Yeah, there's a there's a list uh, somewhere that, that that lists all the different screen actions uh, that you could do with RenPy. I reference it basically any time I'm doing anything with screens, I'll send it to you. Okay, well, I don't really know how screens work. Anyway. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well, puzzle number three. Well, that was uh, uh, an evil one. Um, so basically, the way this puzzle works is that um, there's a message which is in code. It's basically just anagrams, so you just need to move the letters around to spell out what the words are. Yeah. It's a simple enough puzzle. So um, one of the words has two different letter E's, and that just sort of kind of broke everything, even though I called one E1 and the other one mm. E2. So I'd have the problem where if I... If I put the second E in place first, then everything's fine. If I put the E on the left, I put that into place first, then everything breaks. And, and then the yeah, the two E's fight with each other and don't get along. Yeah, I can tell you what my solution would be would be to pick a different word that doesn't repeat any letters. I tried seriously considering yes. that, but I couldn't think of another like Colonel. Oh, that's got two L's. <laughs> And then officer and admiral has two A's, uh, and so um, I kept going with general. I, I figured yeah. it out, though. I think the problem was um, just sort of the code at the start. It's it's just, basically, I'm copy-pasting um, your code for the seating puzzle for Free oh, cool. Yeah. or any other puzzle like that where um, you just move things around into certain spots on the board. So you, you, you have to check. It's like, okay, well... If piece A is in spot A, if piece yeah. 2 is in spot A, if piece 3 or piece 4 or piece 5, and I think for whatever reason, it had um, one of those E's was doubled. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did a lot of work. It, 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 so the E was in the correct spot and also in the other spot at the same time, and the yeah. game just, just kept going with that instead of telling me, oh, by the way, they're copied. So um, my question with the screens and maybe you would actually know how to do this is there a way to uh, make it so like when all the answers are in the you know all the letters are in the correct spot all the pieces are in the correct spot the game automatically says hey you did it um because what i have now is you put all the pieces in the spot and then you select the check answer button and then it checks to see if you did it yeah so one way you could do it is that every time you move a piece Oh god, it's it's something like every time you move a piece, you can 
check every single other piece to make sure it's in the right spot too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically that. And then if everything's in the right spot, then you go jump to the success label. Okay, I'll take another look at that. I imagine that would require... Uh, the programming at the start of the uh, the you know the the init file which yeah. comes before start uh, and ugh, that would be a pain. Clearly, one of us needs to learn actual Unity at some point. I was even looking up. I know at one point someone made like an add-on software for Unity that's for making adventure games. I wonder if there's one for visual novels too. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to remember. I th- I feel like for most of the puzzle screens in Francie Drew, I just I do the thing that you said where you just put a check answer button on there. Yeah, that's that's easier. Yeah. So okay, Ugh, I need to check what puzzle number four was. It's the same thing. It's basically a jigsaw puzzle. So that was programmed basically the same way. That actually yeah. wasn't so tough. Yeah. But uh, the reason why um, puzzle number three was a killer. Um, there were several dozen variables. How many letters <laughs> to keep track of? I, I, I'll keep... Let me copy-paste how many variables I'll use my... 105. Ugh. Yeah. So there were 105 variables for that puzzle. That's sort of why it took forever. So, um... All I did was I I, uh, I did the puzzles and I sent them over to you. And then uh, after that, I tried going through the Britney storyline. Um, I only... <laughs> I only did chapter number one, and then I got to the part of chapter number two where you have to do actual, like, work and thinking, and then I stopped yeah. there. So the way I've got, um, I don't know if you've read the script, but it seemed like a really cool idea at the time when I was writing it, then it ended up being <laughs> awful, but partway through... But it's basically, you look up three different um, romance novel scenarios, and... Um, the game keeps track of which ones you looked. So the third uh, romance scenario you see is always just sort of a copy-paste of the first one you see, with a couple things changed around. That was sort of my idea. And th- that just ended up just bloating the script just huge amounts to, to keep track of what the first one you it, mm-hmm. you've seen is, uh, how many you've looked at, and then, like I said, there are or multiple variations, obviously, depending on what your first one is and what your third one is. So, okay, there's only six variations, but still. Uh, another problem I had uh, going through Brittany um, Chapter 1, this is a stupid problem, is I could not get the player to enter an age correctly. Really? So at one point, you're supposed to enter what your age is, and then the game just does a quick check to make sure you're like within the acceptable bounds, which mm-hmm. is... I don't know, 24 to, to 50, I guess, however old it would be. Or, you know, whatever age you put in, Brittany's yeah. like, oh, that's my age too, yay. But I could not get it to figure out, I could not get the program to figure out, like, you put in the age, and then I say the program check is like, is it greater than 20? Is it less than, say, 65? Mm-hmm. And the game would always say, oops, it's it's greater than 65, no matter what number you put in. Huh. I couldn't figure it out. I, I tried so many different ways of um, doing the check to see what the amount is. And so my workaround, I think this might have been, my workaround was to create a fake um, variable, or just a second variable. Because mm-hmm. I think what happens is that when you, you know, the player types in a number, and then the game, instead of treating it as a number, it treats it as uh, a word. Oh, made up um, of two numbers. Do you have quotes around it? 
if you have quotes around the variable, it's treated as a, a word, and if there's no quotes, it's treated as a number, I think. What I did was, I did the workaround, which was, okay, if the player puts in 24, then the character's age is 24. If the player puts in 25, yeah, the character's okay. age is 25. Yeah. <laughs> so the fake-out variable <laughs> just accepts what the player's thing is, and then it sets the age as an actual number. <laughs> Wait, so did you have to like type each one individually then, like 24 through 50 or whatever it was? Yep. Oh, that'll do it, though. So I took a look at the, the file you uh, just sent me, and uh, here's an example of what the, uh, the Ren... By uh, documentation says so uh, for a screen. If we're on a screen, here's a control action: call label args kwargs that ends the current <laughs> statement and calls label arguments. And keyword arguments are passed to renpy dot dot call and then um, uh, what do you call it? Parentheses. So that's sort of uh, what their thing looks like. It's like I have no idea what any of those things mean. That all seems very very uh, self-explanatory to me. Everyone knows what args and quargs means. I think that must be arguments and keyword arguments. And keyword arguments, I don't know yeah. what the difference but then, is between those two, but okay. I was going to say, then the question is, what are arguments? Those are passed to renpy.call, whatever that is. So, but label, I guess call label means, uh, mm-hmm. is that like jump to... I think it's it's similar to jump, but you see there's also a different action that there's is called jump. jump. Yeah, okay, that causes control to transfer to label, as opposed to just ending the current statement and calling label. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I see the, yeah, as we can see here, the hide and the, the show thing, you're right, they are yeah. different. That's why they were not working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only uh, shows a screen as opposed to showing, say, like a specific picture on the screen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why it was not working for me. I guess I can try looking at this and seeing if I can figure out another way to get it. I see toggle screen, too. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what that does. Oh, there's lots of toggles. But um, I see you're, you're right how if uh, the uh, the if feature is um, formulated differently on uh, on screens. So that makes sense. So now that I can see how if is supposed to be formulated then um, hopefully I'll be able to change the programming for that section. Yeah. So cool. Fingers crossed. It just says, if Good luck. expression, comma, true equals none, comma, false equals none. So uh, hopefully I can phrase the expression correctly. <laughs> and I won't mess up with, uh, I mean, they've got no um, quotation marks here, but um, mm-hmm. hopefully that won't screw me up too. I think I think they made a change in one version of RenP. I'm using a specifically. I'm using an older version of a RenP simply because yeah. I couldn't figure out the newer version <laughs> that I I did the uh, Mermaid Mission Titanic on, which has got a GUI screen uh, specifically yeah. for GUI, which I think is useful because it, if you're going to be porting to a handheld device, that would be great. How did you do the port to the handheld device for uh, Francie Drew? Did you just run it uh, through a port system, or was there a program I, that did it for you? I, I think, I mean, RenPy has an option to, uh, when you're building distribution, uh, under that you have different options for a- building one to Android or or for iOS. So I think I just did, I clicked that button, uh, and then I had to cut some stuff out because the file size was too big for Android. That's the big thing I remember, is that I had to remove all the sunset videos from Francie Drew. 
<laughs> because the Android couldn't handle that that much uh, that much storage space. Oh, and we couldn't get size. we couldn't get Cat President to fit because of the no. same reason. Oh, but it's okay. The Android version sold like six copies, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed how um, a, a lot of the size. I wouldn't say a lot, but um, there's a fair amount of um, size which is just built into any sort of uh, game, which I imagine is just just making sure the system is up and running. So, for example, if I have a game where it's just two lines long, the character says "Hello World" and ends, that's still going to be at least like twenty to fifty oh, sure. megs. There's still like a minimum size that all projects are going to be, no matter what. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'll see yeah. what that is right now. I'll just make one up right now. Ha 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 ha. Okay, get to to user mail while I uh, write this. Oh yeah, sure. Write this stupid script. So yeah, we got uh, we have three whole letters this month that people sent us, or three three questions that people wanted us to talk about. Um, so do you want the most complicated or the less complicated ones first? Michael? Michael? Ah, Um, so yeah, uh, my internet keeps cutting out. Um, Michael's been gone for the podcast for the past half hour or so now. Yeah, Michael is no longer a part of this episode. Um, but I did want to quickly answer some of our listener questions before I let everyone go. Um, so, what the hell? It's the Paulcast now. Oh, oh, that's a good name. Oh, I could use that. <laughs> okay, so um, our first question comes from Joseph Martin, who we uh, referenced earlier on the episode. Uh, Joseph Martin from GameCola.net, the actual internet website. And he wants to know, RenPy seems to be your primary engine when it comes to your most recent games. How is it for people at the beginning of their game design careers, and what are its strengths and weaknesses? Aside from pausing video files. Yeah, so, um, I think I've talked about this before, but uh, one of my favorite things about RenPy, uh, especially um, as, to be honest, someone who's still basically a baby coder, a baby, a baby programmer... Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. One of the great things about RenPy is that it's been around a long time, uh, and a lot of people use it. So there's a huge, huge community online, um, huge forums. Basically, any question you might have or any issue you might be running into, someone's probably already had it already and asked a question and had that question answered on the RenPy forums. And if it hasn't, uh, you could ask it yourself, and people are probably going to answer it for you and help you out, except for the pause button stuff. And that's that's also the case for Adventure Game Studio, the other the other engine I have a lot of experience with. Big big community, big forums, big answers to your little questions. And besides the the community aspect, RenPy is just it's super easy and super simple for making this specific style of game, uh, specifically visual novels. Um, Everything's very streamlined. Like, for example, you don't have to define what a character is or what a background is or what dialogue is. Like, these concepts are already baked into the engine as opposed to using something like Unity or... Insert other coding language here. Uh, (laughs) Where you'd have to sort of uh, define that stuff for yourself. Like, with RenPy, 
you can pretty much just launch the program and start coding right away, like start making the game right away. You don't have to do a lot of the setup, if that makes sense. Like you can just kind of dive right into it. Um, so obviously the the downsides, like I've complained about so many times on this podcast, is that while RenPy is very good for that specific thing, it's not great when you try to do other stuff with it. Puzzles are always a nightmare. Um, obviously we've been having a lot of trouble doing video footage and trying to make FMV games with it. Um, but if what you want to do is make a, a fairly straightforward visual novel, you you can't go wrong with this. Like it's it's the best way to sort of get started. Yes. Does that answer your question at all? This is weird. I don't like doing this without Michael. Okay. My uh, my second question here is from Elizabeth Pfeffer, uh, and she wants to know which cat would you have voted for in Cat President. And what places in any Nancy Drew game would you have liked to stay in? Um, so I'll start with the second question. I haven't played a single Nancy Drew game, and I probably never will. So I don't know. Um, none of the... There's, like, haunted houses and stuff, right? Like, I don't is I don't want to do that. Is there one that's, like... Is there one that takes place in Disney World? Um, as for Cat President, I probably would have voted for Kale. Uh, I'm a huge Kale stan. Kale. Kale is my cat. Um, and finally, we got a question from Victoria Budkey, uh, who, of course, we all know played Finley in the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World and was on our podcast uh, earlier in the year. She wants to know, any holiday traditions that you have? Ah, I mean, yeah, a bunch. Um, my family always opens presents on Christmas morning, um, which I guess doesn't sound like a weird tradition, but I know some people do it differently. Um, we are allowed to open exactly one present on the night of Christmas Eve. Um, and my trick growing up, and, and a little bit till today, too, is that I try to find one that's shaped like a video game and open that so I can spend all night playing it until it's time to wake up and open the rest of the presents. Um, one thing I also really love doing around the holidays is uh, we there's usually a big party at my cousin's house, and we play this game called Pirate's Bingo where each person brings, uh, you know, a small handful of presents. Uh, and it, I mean, it can be anything. I usually get, like, junk from the dollar store or, like, stuff from the thrift store. I usually try to find the weirdest stuff I possibly can. Um, like, for example, one year um, I had a uh, Hulk Hogan sleeping bag that I'd picked up at a garage sale. Uh, one year I just gave up, like, my chemistry textbook because the bookstore wouldn't buy it back. We all we all put our weird junky gifts in a pile on a table, and then we go around the table rolling dice. And if you roll a, a seven or an eleven, you get to take a present. And when there's no presents left, you go around again. And when you roll a seven or eleven, you steal presents from somebody else. Um, hence the pirate, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. This is awful. I hate recording podcasts by myself, so I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. You can you can thank Frontier Wireless for that. Um, their internet is hot garbage. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfumph, spelled A-R-G-L-E-F-U-M-P-H. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. 
Our latest game is The Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World, a visual novel about pizza, and the time travelers who make it. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our game specifically, we'd love to hear them. Email them to podcast at ourrock.com. Is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Nope, still don't have internet. Okay, <laughs> bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Oh no, I'm still here. You're looking like yes. I'm still here.